What's up, family? Hello. Welcome to My Cousin's Keeper. Welcome back, guys. What is this, episode six? Episode six. And yes, I am Jacqueline Renee. And I'm Danielle. All right, we back. We did it first try. We're getting there, y'all. We're getting there. Yes. Y'all don't know how many times we just messed that up for no good reason. So, <laughs> how have you been? Okay. So, I've been okay. You know, um, I'm just fat right now. <laughs> and I'm tired and I'm uncomfortable. My back hurts. But I'm still pregnant. So, that's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm paying 26 weeks today. Okay. Almost in that third trimester. Yeah. Over. Um, what else? Um, dealing with this little diva that I have. She's special because her favorite, she's crazy now. Ooh. <laughs> the other day I was on my polo with my friends and I was like, I was like, oh shit. And she was, ever since then, it's like, mom, oh shit, oh shit. And I'm like, don't say that. I say, say, oh gosh, say, oh gosh. So yesterday I took her to the park and we were on the swings and she's like, mommy, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I was like, yes, you can say that. And then she looked, oh shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm trying to get that together. I'm trying to keep my two year old from cursing, but you know. Wait, did you say you were on Marco Polo? Yeah. You you can still use Marco Polo? Yeah. I don't well, know. With my friends, we use it. At, we got like a little group chat on there. Oh. Okay, I guess it didn't catch on with me and my friends. I ain't heard about it in so long. I'm like, wait a minute, did she say Marco Polo? Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it just makes it easier. Because I feel like one, I hate sometimes I hate group texting, like the, mm-hmm. the text messages sometimes, it gets on my nerves. But you know, if we do the little videos, it's like I can go in there, see it, hop right on out. And then sometimes if I want to just say something real quick, it makes it easier than sitting there trying to type out my every thought, you know? Okay, yeah, so, yeah okay. So. I might have to get a, a Marco Polo group with with a small group of friends, but I do like group texts. I like memes and gifts and all that type of shit. So, <laughs> oh man, I forgot to tell you. So, you know your uncle Ricky got mad at me. Why Memorial Day? Like <laughs> he was like going off on me and everything, and I was just standing there looking at him like I don't care. Why? Because you didn't make no macaroni and cheese. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. He was, you know, he was either drunk or high because he's never sober. So he, um, Saya was taking advantage of everybody going in and out the house. So they'll take her outside. She'll be outside, and she's like, "Mommy, mommy." So then now they're bringing her back to me inside, and I'm like, "Saya, ain't nobody about to keep just running in and out this house with you." Uh huh. Uncle Ricky, like, no, just take her back outside. We going outside. We'll be outside in a second. And Larissa would do it. She'll take her outside. Then she want to come back in. Uncle Russell bring her back in. 
So finally, Uncle Heath's like, I'll take her. I'm going to take her. She's going to go with me. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. I was like, you know what, Uncle Ricky? You can take her outside. I don't mind it. But let me carry her down these steps for you. And he was like, what? Take her? You, I can carry her? You think I'm going I'm to I'm drop her? I was like, I don't think you're going to drop her. But I was like, you are prone to fall. Oh, gosh. And if you fall, she falls. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, I am so offended. I would never drop her. I would never, if I knew I couldn't carry her, I would never pick her up. And you, no, you take your own goddamn baby. I was was standing there and I'm holding her and I was like, do you want me to take her outside for you or not? You know, because you're not going to carry her down the steps. Girl, he was so offended. Girl, he got so upset. And I'm just sitting there like and then Larissa was like, like you ain't hit chastising or something he says about chastising like talking crazy. I was like, you talking crazy to me. I don't I don't care. You ain't about to carry my baby because what if you do fall, I'm being the one that gotta go to the hospital. I'm being the one that's gonna have to deal with her afterwards. <laughs> me, not you. Oh man. I'm sure it was yeah. it was all in love, all in love. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Shout out to Uncle Ricky. So, how been your week, girl? What's been going on with you? Oh, so my week has been pretty good. You know, I had a really great May. You know, May is my birthday month, so I got it in all month. Um, you know. I uh, went to North Carolina for my birthday. That was my first time in North Carolina. So I enjoyed that. Um, went to a wedding. That was really nice. And then last week they had a party in town um, with a bunch of the people that live here that had May birthdays. And that was really cool. Our friends that live out, you know, they live way out. They got a real nice house. You know, they live like behind a gate. And it's like multiple subdivisions behind the gate. I, I don't think I ever seen that before. So shout out to them. Um, and then, you know, have all the good homies come in town for Memorial Day weekend. And we turned up and went to the beach and grilled out and all that good stuff. So I had a really good month and I'm positive I'm not going to post this tonight. Um, but... <laughs> When I do post it, I probably at that point will have made it to Dallas. So I'm going to go pop up on the good homie and surprise him at his birthday party. And um, okay. yeah, you know, have some what fun tomorrow. Who? Shamel. Oh, Shamel. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm going to. He invited me to his party on Facebook. So I'm going to go to his party. Um, for the right, and you know, see all of the the homies. I haven't been back to Dallas since I moved, so it'll be nice to to kick it and see everybody and um, see some new babies that have been born since I moved. All right, right, yeah, two new ones. Yep, and um, also get some Tiff Streets cookies and brownies because they are delicious. 
Shout out to my coworker. Her husband was in Houston, and so she had him bring some Tiff's treats for me. I guess they, you know, they got some for themselves. She was like, "Do you like cookies?" I'm like, "Girl, yes, I love cookies." <laughs> and next thing I know, I walked into work yesterday, and it was a box of Tiff's treats on my desk. Girl, I about lost my mind. Ain't no Tiff's treats here. So we had those yesterday, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to Dallas, and I'm gonna get some more next week because they're yummy. So, you know, it's always fun to be on your greedy shit in Dallas. Dallas has more restaurants per capita than any other city, so it's always some food. Um, and it's always a happy hour. And it's all right, and it's always a reverse happy hour. And there's always, always Fuel City. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so far, so good, you know, with birthday you know having passed and summer loading it's going to be a good it's going to be a good summer yeah what i'm just gonna be fat all summer i'm so ready oh girl you gotta time these things you know <laughs> well, this one was the plan <laughs> This one was my plan. Sorry, it was plan. This one was the plan. It just sprang up on me, but it's okay. It's okay. This is the last time we doing this, though. Touche. Touche. <laughs> All right. Um, is it topic time? <laughs> sure. Uh, why did, when you said that, why did um, Blue's Clues, mail time, just pop in my head? <laughs> You know, I didn't watch a lot of Blue's Clues. I think I was probably on the cusp of aging out as it came on. But you know, I had little brothers at that time, so I used to have to watch it with them. Yes, and they used to love Blue's Clues. Oh my god! You know they're about to revamp that show. They are. That come on, yeah. Well, is it gonna have the same dude? No, Steve gonna be somebody else. I think he's gonna be like a little Asian dude. Okay, okay, I can handle that. I like that. I like that new age update. You know, Asian dudes, I don't feel like they get enough love. Shout, shout out to the Asian dudes. Okay, so topic time. <laughs> okay, so tonight um, we want to talk about toxic relationships. And that includes romantic relationships, family relationships, friendships. All things toxic. So, um, did you have any questions that you wanted to lead off with? Sure. Um, so I, I was thinking, cause you know, I feel like everybody has some toxicity. Mm -hmm. Is that the right word? Yeah. Um, within themselves sometimes, even though we try not to recognize it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I guess one of the first things I wanted to ask is like, what are some of your toxic traits that you know of? Oh, bitch. I am the worst. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, well, Whew, okay. So first of all, I am petty. Um, <laughs> petty Patty over here. Okay. I, I try not to be petty. I try my best to vibrate higher and all that good stuff. But I, especially with social media, if I see something that I scroll by and it just triggers a memory or a, a past drama or whatever it is, 
you better believe like somebody in my inner circle is getting a screenshot and a oh yeah remember this <laughs> so and i've been told that that pettiness kind of just bleeds into you know just everyday life so um i try to work on that i mean not always that great at it but i i try to be mindful i guess um i'm also i can be like con i can be controlling like i feel like i have times where i completely release the control i don't want anything to do with organizing or what you know what we're going to do next or planning things but if i so much as am given like one piece of responsibility with something like i yeah i'm gonna I, i'd like to you know make sure everything gets done and fill in the holes and the gaps <laughs> um and i would say like from a relationship standpoint or i guess real let's be real about my life more of like situationship standpoint um i would say you know i listened to the friend zone podcast right and they had a really good episode this week about um the attack called the attachment theory and they talked about you know I'm, i can't i'm not going to get into depth go go listen to the friend zone um but i learned that i have a dismissive avoidance personality and basically like i can like you all day but i'm not very affectionate and like i don't want to allow people in enough to like be vulnerable and super emotional so if we fall out or if we just kind of stop talking like and just fizzles out i just I just leave it alone. Like, I'm not going to be over here pressed. I'm not going to be over here looking for closure. Like, I'm just not that person because I'm ultimately avoiding all of the emotions that come with it. So, I feel like that that can be... Huh? But that makes me now want to... Now, that makes me want to question, like, have you ever been in love before? Um, I feel like I was probably too young. And then... As much as, you know, people say let things go and like don't try to let things from the past affect you for your whole life, I do feel like over time it was more like, okay, you know, don't get too close to people. <laughs> but, um, but you know, I feel like I also have a lot of love for people and I hope that don't sound like cliche or like fuckboyish, but, you know, like I feel like I can have not necessarily like strong romantic feelings for people, but I feel like the relationships and friendships that I have with people are very genuine and sincere. And I don't have like, you know, kind of loose friends typically either. I like really like you and will hang out with you whenever, wherever, or I really don't fuck with you. Like I don't do like acquaintances very well. So even though people probably think that some people think like, I love everybody and I get along with everybody and all that. No, that's not true. Um, so <laughs> I don't like, new settings very much i don't like change that's probably a, um, another toxic trait that ultimately leads to me like you know being stagnant and, and a stubborn taurus and all of that kind of stuff and not willing to break out of a shell or march forward or you know think or move outside of the box because i don't really love change but yeah so those are some uh toxic things about me what what about you <laughs> <laughs> um 
So I think for me, um, I, I guess one of my toxic traits is I can be a little selfish. Mm. But I think in this world, you have to be a little selfish. You got to learn how to, you know, do for you and watch out for you before you do anybody else. Mm-hmm. So I, I take it as it can be a very, um, it can be a toxic trait, but also at the same time, I think it's self-preservation too. Um, yeah. I also feel like I have the tendency of, kind of like how you said, a little bit of the pettiness, but um like I can be real mean. Like I can I can be really mean and I will but you know what? I I feel like I've only been like with my baby daddy. <laughs> 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 I do. I feel like when it comes to him, like I but I feel like he bring he brought that out of me because I'm not really that type of person. Like for the most part, I think I'm very quiet, I'm very reserved. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like I'm a little too passive, and I hate that sometimes. But, you know, I think being tested so many times now, I'm like, whew, let me, I, you, you did this? Let me tell you about yourself. I'm going to tell you everything. I'm going to tell you how you this, that you're that, and how you can't do this, and what you ain't, and what you ain't going to never be. <laughs> That was all of your. That was all of your toxic traits. Okay. That's all I can think of. You know, I mean, I probably have more. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't put it past myself, <laughs> you know, because we're all working progresses, and I'm definitely one. And um, I probably have a ton more, but those are the only ones I can think of that I'm willing to share. Okay. <laughs> Understood. Yes. Next question. All right. So. Um, okay, so like friendships, have you, what would you consider a toxic friendship? And then what did you do in that friendship? Did you stay with, did you, I mean, are you still friends with that friend or did you like leave that friend? Like, how did you? Oh, this is a good question. Um, I probably have more experience in the friendship world than anything at this moment in my life, you know, cause not having been like in a romantic relationship and, you know, I don't know how long and definitely getting like back tighter with family, you know, like never really fell out with family per se, but living closer to family, just getting older and making sure that, you know, I prioritize spending time with them. Everything's all good on that front and kind of working through things, but friends, you know, that's where I spend most of my times with my pals. So, yes. And I feel like I've kind of had a couple of different lanes that have happened with toxic friends and like where we stand. So, for me, I feel like I've had a lot of moments where, you know, my friends and I were doing toxic things together. You know, <clears throat> whether it was like leading to us 
getting into no up to no good, you know, hood rat shit with your hood rat friends, you know, um, or whatever that looks like. But for the most part, everybody is having a good time and kind of recognizes like, hey, like we did the most. <laughs> like maybe we should try to balance our lives out a little bit more, especially as we've gotten older. Um, where I draw the line is with negativity and negative energy and just inherent bad attitudes. Um, I can't hang around anybody that just like sees everything negative all the time. <clears throat> it's it's draining. It will always disrupt the broader environment, right? It And if it's not disrupting the broader environment, that means you're probably taking the brunt of that energy into yourself. So if I'm hanging out with you and you negative and maybe nobody else notices it, but I'm noticing it, it's ruining my good time. So that type of personality, yeah, I'm straight on that. We don't have to be friends. Um, And it's like, no matter how much you try to scale people back, especially if there's something that you know for a fact makes you not wanna hang out with them and spend time with them, it gets to a point where it's just like, you just don't need to be friends, bottom line. Um, I think toxic relationships can also just come in the form of having friends that just don't put you in a place to stay on track with your, whatever you're, you know, trying to march towards, like, you know, I tell that to my Tampa friends here all the time. Like, I can't hang out with y'all all the time because y'all aren't allowing me to reach my goals. <laughs> like, I know if I hang out with you, it's going to be turn up town. And, you know, it's always an occasion. And it's, we, we down here in Florida, it's always good weather to barbecue and kick it and, you know, watch a game or do whatever. There's always a festival so, which is great. It's fun. I enjoy the time that I spend with my friends, but I do also have to be cognizant of when hanging out can deter me from whatever I need to accomplish, you know, and when hanging out can be cool and fun and relaxing and, you know, actually be like a time to, you know, kick back versus like, oh, let me turn up until I can't turn up no more and I'm dragging myself, you know, at work or you know, just day to day, like, no, I like to spend time, you know, by myself in my apartment, you know, just focusing on bettering my life. So, you know, it's funny. I was even talking to some friends earlier, like we schedule shit out, like, okay, are we going to watch this game? Because if we're going to do it, let's put it on the calendar. Now, if we're going (laughs) to hang out, let's put it on the calendar. And then I can work around the, the days with no dots and say, those are free days for me. So, but, you know, you spend too much time with some people, you know, just off track, drinking, eating whatever the hell, staying up all night, whatever, whatever. (laughs) You probably are not going to be focused, you know, on what you need to do day in and day out. And that can become toxic. But I feel like that's also something that can be checked and be like, okay, like if we're going to remain friends. And you can allow me to, you know, just be who I need to be so that I'm being my best self around you, then we good. But, you know, I don't have any friends like forcing me to drink, you know, or forcing me to hang out. So I feel like it's a little bit more of a controlled, you know, toxic um, experience. (laughs) I don't know if that's maybe the best way to put it, 
But I feel like it's something you can recognize and course correct versus hell, negative people, bottom line, they're not going to change. And you could be having the best time in the world and they're still going to be mad at the world. And I don't have time for that because I'm not mad at the world. So. So I feel like I've only had, I, I can only think of like one toxic friendship where I was just like, mm, I gotta cut you off. <laughs> um, it was one of my high school friends. And it's so funny because I really, I have a very small circle of friends. I do not have many. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but she was one of those friends that I was friends with in high school. Um, and when we got a little older, we kind of fell off a little bit, didn't talk to each other. But it's like every time we would fall off, we would always pick right back up. Like we never, like, as if like we never, like we hadn't talked for a couple of years. Like, yeah. you know. Um, but she, that was kind of the relationship because it was like after high school, you know, she was so into boys and chasing niggas and mm. <clears throat> following them versus doing what she needed to do with school and stuff. So, that's why we would kind of like fall out and then she got into this like really abusive relationship with this dude and um one day this was like maybe three four years ago <sighs> we hadn't talked for a couple years and then we came back around and i just didn't like her situation you know she had just had a baby and her baby daddy was just leaving her and I think she had called me one time, like she needed groceries, and I took her grocery shopping, bought her baby diapers and everything. Wow! Like, then gave her a little extra money because I'm like, you, you know, you having a hard time, and I get it. We all, you know, mm-hmm. I would, at that time I didn't have any kids, but you know, I would want if you know if something like that was happening with me, mm-hmm. you know, that my friends would, you know, help me out too. So, long story short, um. Her, her baby daddy, like, I don't know what happened, but something happened. I guess either she asked me for some money or something, and I told her no or something. But her baby daddy came at me, like, on my, um, I want to say he was texting me. And he was like, you dumb bitch, like... We, you, you went and bought groceries for my house and that little money you gave her, I spent that on weed and we used you, girl. What? We used you, you stupid. And I'm like, first of all, why are you even coming at me with your little ugly ass? Like, (laughs) (laughs) why? You know, and it was like, we went back and forth and I'm like, why am I arguing with you? And then I'm looking like my friend, like, why are you even letting your man come at me like this? Right. So that was the first, that was the first time that that had happened. And I noticed that it was a pattern. I, I didn't notice it at the time, but after reflecting after that, I was like, she always sending niggas after me. Like, uh, something had happened with one of her, her guy brother. Mm-hmm. I hadn't talked to Monique in a while. And I think I had reached out to her brother, like, is Monique okay? Like, what's going on with her? And her godbrother hit me on Facebook and was like, you little bitch, don't be uh, talking shit about my god sister. We'll fuck you up and do And I'm like, what? what are you talking about? Like, I've never, what are you talking talk about her? I never, I never met this girl. What you talking about? I'm talking about her? I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Don't worry about it. Just know that 
we got her, and if you ever say anything else, we'll stump you. And I was like, Oh my gosh. You don't ask me, I'm talking to a little ass. Like, are you serious? I'm little as hell, and you coming at me. So I was like, You know what? So from that point on, after that whole little incident with her god brother and then her baby daddy, I was like, I'm done. Because you putting me in dangerous situations mm. that I don't even know what the fuck is going on. I didn't even know we had a problem. Bitch, I'm helping you. I'm buying you groceries. I'm buying your baby diapers. I'm helping. You know, I, I didn't know we had an issue. I didn't even know it was a problem to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So at that point, that's when I was like, yeah, no, we can't be friends. No Ooh, that is, <laughs> that is the definition of toxic. There. It was, it was horrible because it's like, you know, it's like you have every, every, what do they say? It's three sides to a story. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have my side, she has her side, and then somewhere in the middle lies the truth. But if you're not telling me what the problem is, how do I know? Yeah. Because every time we linking up, you talking to me, you crying to me, you need me to take you here, you need me to pick you up there, your baby need this. You know, and I'm just doing what you ask. And I'm doing it out the strip that we've been friends for so long. You know, like. Oh, girl, no. I would have been like, you need to get your life together. And then to have other people involved in getting loud with you or, you know, coming at you that way. Yeah. Everything that she was doing was a mess. Everything was chaos. (laughs) And everything was a dude. And that was the other thing, too. Like, you got plenty of female cousins. You got sisters. Mm-hmm. But you keep for some reason these these men keep coming at me sideways for you, and I ain't did nothing to you. God help you. Yeah, that's yeah, so, yeah. too much going on. Yeah, that uh, oof, that's too much. Oof, I'm over here like what? Like, are you crazy? And you know what? I'm just seeing it with like all of these Chicago people in my mind, and I know how crazy um our Chicago people can get. <laughs> So I'm just like, mm-mm, yep, that's definitely one of them type of folks that you have to leave alone. So wild you just never know what you're gonna get with that person. And I was just like, especially mm-hmm. when you constantly lying about something, because you're telling people something, but them to react like that. And that's the other toxic relationship that you know can happen with friendships is goddamn liars and people that lie to either stay in your good graces or kind of do like that girl was doing like to get the help that they need in a moment but they not really being loyal they are you know maybe it wasn't like a mutual like scam with the boyfriend or anybody involved but her mo the way she was moving was definitely like let me see what i can get up out of other people because ain't no way you was getting up going to work and doing everything you needed to do and your home girl had to help you here and there, and then you somehow had a boyfriend that called your homegirl stupid for helping. Like, something doesn't add up there. You're lying to somebody. And people can either be down bad lying, or they can just be lying to you to make it seem like their lives are, you know, maybe going along better than they are, or just to whatever, for whatever reason they have. But ultimately, you know when something is up with somebody. If y'all been cool, especially like you said, you've been cool for so long, and it's like, hold up, like this ain't working out. <laughs> You're lying. I'm not gonna keep playing these games with you. So <laughs> I unfriend you. <laughs> right. 
And now there's a difference between an unfriend and an unfollow. Let me tell you what. Let me tell all of y'all. I will unfollow your ass quick. I'm not absorbing all of y'all's bullshit every day. <laughs> I will snooze you. I will put you on mute. But most of the time, I don't have to unfriend you. And if I have to unfriend you, that means that something bad happened. And it's probably in one of those um, areas of being a toxic friend at that point but but you know so okay so i have a question and it's it's a little lengthy i've got quite a bit of a setup here but you know as we were kind of talking about how we were going to discuss toxic relationships um when we chatted um i came across a story on um twitter um about this guy so so let me set it up let me find the story per usual i don't have my my shit ready my bad um but so there's this dude on twitter um ski mask shouty his at is have you heard of of g (laughs) so but um ski mask shouty opens up this thread and says bruh my cousin's wife went to bike week alone she was supposed to be back yesterday She's not coming back till Thursday. He's going to Myrtle Beach tonight after he gets off. Will update. So from there, he updates and basically gives us some background. So really, they're not married. Let's call them. Let's call dude Jack and his girl Jill. So Jack and Jill are not really married, but they've been together for 15 years. They have two kids together. What is, don't they call that something? Um, Common law. Yeah, there you go. Common law there. Yes, definitely common law in most states, but never been, you know, down an aisle and maybe not even to the courthouse. But so Jill goes to bike week in Myrtle Beach. Um, I don't know if that's North or South Carolina. Sorry for the geography buffs out there. Um, But she goes to bike week. If we back up the, the calendar, she left on Friday. She's supposed to be back on Monday, like Memorial Day. And then um, she changed her plans to come back on Thursday, which is yesterday. <laughs> and she did all of that kind of through other people. She went with two other people, one of them being her cousin. And then the other was a homegirl. Cousin and homegirl come home. And that's how Jack is finding out that Jill is sticking around in Myrtle Beach for like extra four days. So he's like, oh, I'm going out there. He's called the hotel. She done checked out of the hotel. He's calling other local hotels. She's nowhere to be found. Um, He dropped the kids off of somebody and started to make, it was like a two hour drive. You know, people are telling him to calm down, maybe turn around, you know, think it through. So eventually he turns around and goes home because somebody finally gets in touch with Jill and Jill talks to him says she's fine, she won't be back, won't tell him where she is, but she talks to her babies, talks to him, and says she'll be back. I think she got back on Tuesday instead of Thursday. So Tuesday, she goes back home, and they have, like, she's she got back in town late Monday night, but stayed at a friend's house, so they didn't argue and wake up the kids. Tuesday, Jill's back home. Jack and Jill, you know, argue a little bit before he goes to work. Then he goes to work. And supposedly, like, the thread ended and she was going to bring him lunch to work. So, you know, of course, everybody's 
everybody's spinning like oh like she she was out there fucking right still you know we know what kind of bike she was riding you know <laughs> and at first it's like yeah jill pulled a stunt so of course as you know i'm reading the twitter threads like somebody's like you know they, they basically aren't going to be good until this is over because you know he's being controlling and i'm like oh I don't know how he's being controlling if the wife, not the wife, the mother of his children is out at bike week for an extra four days and won't even communicate that to him. Like, I, I get it. Like, you don't want somebody to hop in the car and they're overly emotional and they do something they regret because that was definitely my thing. I'm like, I, girl, I have been watching For My Man and Goddamn Fatal Attraction. So I'm thinking like, please don't go out there and shoot nobody. <laughs> don't go out there and get killed. You know, just be safe. Like, because it's a shame how many people die over some relationship shit in this country. Um, but, you know, yeah, she was like, or somebody posted like, he's being controlling. And I'm like, how is that controlling? And so what I wanted to kind of just get into is like the toxic pinpoints in all of this. Like, I feel like that has to be a toxic relationship in total. Like if, if you step back and really assess what's going on, it's a lot of things that ain't right. Neither one of them probably are in the right a whole, you know, a hundred percent. Neither one of them is in the wrong a hundred percent. But, you know, do you think it was toxic um, for Jill to skip town go to myrtle beach with their homies and then stay and not even check in or do you think it was toxic for jack to like start to drive out there to go look for her or or were they both being or displaying toxic traits or or what are your what are your thoughts on on that scenario okay so i feel like jill was out there being a hoe that's what she was doing she was out there hoeing and <laughs> and I feel like in all honesty, when you're in a relationship, things are different. You you cannot move like you're a single person. Mm. If you want to be single and do single things, be single. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that he let her go, because that was what was about to come out. He let her go, but okay, your man trusted you enough to say, go ahead, baby, go do you, you know, do your thing. I'll see you when you come back. Mm -hmm. Now you decided that you wanted to switch stuff up, but you send other people to tell him. Right. Uh, that's fishy because that, let's put the shoe on the other foot. Right. If you say, go ahead, baby, you go have a good weekend with your guys and turn up and then every other guy come home, but yours <laughs> in some type of way. So, you, I feel like she was all the way wrong. She was dead ass wrong. She should have called that man, let him know, I'm good. I'm having such a good time. Um, you know, but I'm not ready to come home yet. Do you mind if I stay a couple more days? And that right there would have probably he would have been okay with that. Like my baby having a good time. I got to keep this going. You know what I'm saying? Because you yeah. have to check in. Mm -hmm. I, I am a firm believer of that. Even mm -hmm. when I'm in a relationship and I go out of town or something, I am a firm believer in, you know, checking in, how you doing, this is what's going on with me. I, I'll call you back after I turn up. I'll call you later. I'll see you later, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and as far as him um, 
going out there, I don't think that that's a toxic trait. I think that it was just stupid on his behalf because you going somewhere, you don't know where she at, you're just going to be driving aimlessly. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You should be anywhere. And you don't know. Um, so that was stupid on his end. And as far as like the um, the person saying that he was being controlling, I don't think that he was being controlling. And he probably knew that she was out here doing fuck shit. <laughs> and he was pissed off and he was ready to, he was probably ready to fuck a nigga up. <laughs> and as as any person that's being, you know, that's being played, you ready to fuck some shit up once you find some shit out like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but she was all the way wrong. She was just dead ass wrong all the way around. And to and, and one of the ways that I know that she knows that she was totally wrong is the fact that instead of just going straight home, you went to somebody <laughs> else's house to wait. So... And, and also, this could be something that, now, toxic-wise, I think if this is their pattern, if mm. this is something that they do, and if he's done this to her multiple times, and now she's just to the point where she's like, fuck it up, well, we're going to stay together for these kids, but I'm about to fuck around and do my shit, too. Mm-hmm. That's a very toxic situation to be in. And me personally, and I understand, you know, when bills are involved, kids are involved, it's hard to leave. Yeah. You know, and I feel like a lot of people from the outside looking in, you know, that's never probably been through the situation. And I am a firm believer. I hate when people be like, well, I would leave him. I would do this and I would do that. No, bitch, you don't know what you would do. You don't yeah. know what you would do until you end that situation. So don't talk on something that you really don't know nothing about. Like, you can say it, but 10 times out of 10, I bet you if you was in that same woman's position, you'll be sitting there too, just like she did. Yeah. So I definitely agree with you um, on on your point to, as to why both of them are toxic. So I pulled up on um, Inc.com. I think Inc. is still a magazine. I'm sure they get a lot of traffic on their online page now too well their website excuse me online page um (laughs) but they have like a list of all of these signs you're in a toxic relationship and i thought it was interesting you know as we were talking like looking at the list number three is lack of trust number 10 is lack of communication and i feel like those were two things that really stood out that although i didn't feel like he was being controlling it could have been evidence that, yes, there was some toxicity, you know, to their relationship. So, first of all, totally wholeheartedly agree with you. No, lack of communication. What if you guys are on such good terms? Why not just call this man and be like, hey, I'm staying longer. If you are, you know, truly there for the true enjoyment, you know, of the festivities. If you are basically just having just such a great time. But ultimately... Most cities, events, whatever it is, once it's over, it's over. So it's like, why are you choosing to stay so much longer? And there's probably a reason for that, that you don't want to communicate to your significant other. So therefore, you send the message through cousin and homegirl who come back home. And now, 
probably because there's a lack of trust, this man is dropping his kids off to somebody else's house so he can come find you, to your point, on the rando. Like, she done checked out the hotel, bro. Like, where, where are we going? She probably got her location off on her phone. So... <laughs> But see that that right there lets me know that I feel like in a sense she didn't give two fucks about her family situation at that point because even men mm-hmm. even men who don't want to make you know break up they they home dynamic mm-hmm. they lie they fucking lie <laughs> the peace you know what I'm saying that's why niggas lie so much they lie to try to keep the peace and keep you from being upset yeah. But ultimately, you find out that there's a fucking lie, and then now you're really pissed. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like if she would have cared a little bit more, she could have finessed that so easily. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's almost like when she in like fuck this shit mode. Right. Like whoever she was fucking must have been fucking her so good that she was ready to just call it quits with everything else. Like I'm done. Listen, baby, I ain't never coming back home. <laughs> right it's just like what what could you have possibly been doing that you just chose not to communicate at all and then yeah like it it just it does kind of beg the question like what is their day in day out relationship because just for anybody to be together that long and still not feel like they can be transparent you know about what they want to do what they gonna do you know even if you to your point like Maybe it's not asking permission, but it is truly just checking in and letting somebody know you're breathing. Because I can think of situations where, you know, I was kicking it with this dude. I went out of town. I did not check in. And that did not go over well in the long run, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And and that's fair. Like, I mean, hell, it transfers over into family. Like, I talk to my family at least once a week. Check in. Let people know you're still breathing. And then for you to have kids, I did think that was kind of wild. Like, how how you going to go out of town for bike week? It's already an extended weekend. And you can't talk to your kids and tell them, I'm, I'm going to stay longer. Like, even if it's if for no other reason, you're going to get away with it. You know, but the fact that you tell the kids, like, hey, kids, like, I'm going to stay longer. And even if that's the first time that dad, dad, Jack is hearing it, you know, or anybody's hearing it, as long as the children know and they're okay, for the most part, everybody can get by and everybody will be fine. But, you know, just kind of leaving people high and dry to figure it out. Like, yeah, that's, that's pretty shitty. And it's like, are, is this how you roll all the time? Like, is this the kind of toxic person you are? Because to me, the controlling part of him didn't jump out. It was the fact that she chose not to tell anybody anything. You don't get to do that when you're in a relationship with children. Yes. And the funny thing is, like, I feel like she was definitely in her nigga bag because, <laughs> like, that's shit that niggas do. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But for the most part, just because, I mean, there are some trash females out here. And yes. she is definitely one of them. And because it's it's not a day that I can go and say that I did not talk to Saya. Right. Talk to my baby every day. I see her face every day. And if I was to go out of town, hell, even if she goes, when she goes to her grandma's house or with her father, I call my baby before she goes to sleep, and I call her when I see it, you know, in the morning. Right. It's just, it's just in me. Now, granted, do he do all that? No. But that's 
to me personally that men don't do things like women do. And mm-hmm. it's weird because men, it's like, I feel like for the most part, it's out of sight, out of mind type things for them. And for her to be a woman and to have kids and to be going somewhere, you ain't even take your kids with you. You still have, well, I know I would still have like a little bit of a guilt. Like, oh man, my kids ain't even here, but I'm having such a good time. You know, I needed this mommy break, you know? Yeah. But I would still check in with my babies. It's not like I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine going somewhere and not talking to them. I could not talk to their daddy, but <laughs> not talk to them and be like, I'll be home in a couple more days. Like, right. What? Right. Her nigga bag all the way. Right, I said, um, <laughs> you know, Megan Thee Stallion said, you know, we, we gonna be hot girls all summer. I guess she said, let me start early. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, child, like, goodness gracious, like, it's not even technically summer yet, and you already out here pulling stunts? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, this is some toxic shit. I don't care what nobody say. Like, and again, and to your point, like, it's I, I personally I always think, you know, I hate double standards, but it is a little bit more common to know and hear about men being like, oh, so-and-so, maybe it's not necessarily ran off, but they took a long weekend. They took liberties and took a long weekend and stayed away longer than they were supposed to, and it pisses the woman off, but there's really not much she chooses to do other than go about her daily routine you know take care of the kids get them where they need to be go to work maybe you are blowing that man's phone up but you know that you don't have the freedom or the space to like shut down about it he had he felt like i'm gonna shut down about this shit like the first day i didn't mention earlier the first day when he first found out she wouldn't come back till thursday he got mad and left work early he then started trying to figure out what was going on, packed his bag to, to make his trip, dropped his kids off, and next thing you know, he on a road. Like, you know, the fact that that's what he focused on instead of saying, okay, well, I have to keep, you know, things going and keep this normalcy for the kids. No, it was like, oh, no, she's not here. This is a problem. I got to go get her. You know, so, and that's, that's a lot. So, I mean, in that small sliver, I'm like, okay, is that where, you know, certain people want to see that it, see it as a controlling situation? But I'm like, dog, she pushed it to the limit. She tried it. And, you know, Twitter gone Twitter. So they on there like, oh, well, just because we don't agree with a person's decisions doesn't mean they don't have agency and i'm like y'all gonna get enough of using these fucking twitter words and acting like this isn't real life if if your home girl if that was my home girl and i went to bike week and jill was my homie and i knew her ass was gonna stay three four extra days and wouldn't talk to her kids i would be side-eyeing jill i would be like girl first of all we're leaving why are you staying why is it worth spending that much extra money and time when the event is over and everybody else done gone home what else is there for you to see and do that you can't choose to do another time maybe bring your man and your kids but you feel like this has to happen this way like that don't add up to me and a lot of people of course talked about them being together for 15 years but not really being married and I'm like, well, maybe that also kind of lends itself to a certain level of toxicity, right? Like, 
I personally am not going to be the first person to say you have to marry somebody after a certain amount of time or anything like that. But I do also feel like if you don't get what you truly want out of a relationship over time, your toxic behavior will probably start to display itself more and more to the point where you're basically like, I'm just here, like you said, for the kids or here so I don't get fined. So I I don't give a fuck. (laughs) But I don't know. Very interesting, you know. But I'm glad that Jill made it home safely and Jack, you know, went back home because, like I said, I was watching too much Fatal Attraction and I was, I mean, it was wild. Just people getting killed because they got, they were out seen with somebody wife. Like, I'm scared of everybody. Like, I don't want nothing to do with none of y'all. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But, okay. So, did we, we want to discuss anything else on toxic relationships? Um, I feel like I have one more point. Um, cause I feel like, um, like I was discussing with you earlier, I was telling you how, um, I talked to your mom mm-hmm. uh, over the, the uh, uh, holiday weekend or whatever. And, um, <laughs> we were talking, which is why I want to talk to Uncle Russell so bad. Like, what was it like growing up in that household? But, um, <laughs> she was saying how, like, back in those days, cause if you think about it, like, Toxic relationships have been around for thousands, millions, trillions of years. Oh, yeah. And um, she was saying back in, like, what was it, the 50s and the 60s and stuff. Well, no, more so the the 60s. More so around the 60s. She was like, you know, um, because she told me a few things about Granny that I really didn't realize. She was like, you know, Granny would always well one she's like granny was always dressed to the teeth which we all know that granny always stays fly our granny is always dressed yes granny matched head to toe at all times gold on man always they you know put together really nice she always had a nice car you know always had a nice house or whatever Mm -hmm. and kept things very neat and she said that, you know, Granny used to just do what she wanted to do. Sometimes when Granny wanted to just go to the boat, she would make sure that she cooked Granddaddy, you know, his dinner, make sure he was taken care of, mm-hmm. and she would go on about her business. Or if she wanted to take trips, she would, you know, she would do what she wanted to do. And she was like, I think that's just the time era that they were in. Men and women just... They were together, but they just lived their own separate lives. And mm. I was like, oh, I didn't think about it like that. Because in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, that's toxic, you know. <laughs> granny stepping out on you and then Granny going and doing her, dipping and doing her little thing. But if you think about it, that's a different perspective way to look at it as, well, no, they probably wasn't doing it to, they probably wasn't doing it to each other, but that was just the way of life. Mm-hmm. And now, and, and back then, you know, um, marriages lasted a little longer, well, they lasted way longer um, back then because they would work it out or figure it out or just get over it, you know? Um, well, whereas, you know, I don't feel like, even me as a woman, personally going through stuff myself, I feel like I can get over some stuff because I know people aren't perfect, but it's about the way you do things. 
it for me too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's about how you, I think it's more so how you try to fix it afterwards. And if you ain't trying to do nothing and you still doing the same thing, to me, that's toxic. And it's like, that's your personality trait. So I got to leave you alone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, too, the difference, I feel like what always will be a big difference that we downplay is just the social media aspect and the the access to information in general. Like, back then, it was like, okay, we only have telephone and maybe send a postcard from your trip, whatever. But you just kind of depended on people to come and go when they said they would. And... When they came back, there typically wasn't too much evidence for you to even think that something else might be happening. And you certainly didn't have all of these other people who could look at your situation and say, oh, your woman is out fucking somebody else. Like that wasn't always the immediate case. And I think people maybe did have a little bit more freedom to kind of say, hey, I'm going to be with people that I care about doing things that I like to do. I'm going to make sure that home is the priority, but I'm going to enjoy this and I'll be back versus today. That could be another element of toxic relationships. People don't want to have their own lives. And if they do, it's immediately scrutinized like, oh, you know, Twitter, they always, oh, you're going to let your woman go out of town for a whole week for bike week by herself. Like imagine, you know, a hundred thousand people telling you that or Oh, you know, you think your man gonna come back, you know, from bike week and he ain't fuck somebody else. Like, you know, there's just so many other opinions that can feed into how you move in your relationship and what you think is right and what you think is wrong and what's acceptable. And it's like everybody is different. Every relationship is unique. And even more so, you know, people should have the freedom to to do what they want to do and be who they are and find a partner who's okay with that. But when everybody's in everybody else's business and everybody else knows what's going on, it's a lot harder for you to be, um, I guess, trusting and content with what your partner has going on and know they're going to come back home and the house will be the priority again. So, I don't know. Very interesting. But yeah, you know, I feel like... Before you move on, so do you think that there's like certain traits that a person can have that will be like, well, I'm going to stay in this. Because I do understand, like, you know, people have kids and stuff. They they tend to stay versus leaving. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, I was thinking about, like, the family aspect of it. Like, it's so different. Like, when you have a friendship, eventually you just, you're like, oh, I'm going to cut you off because you, you just not for me. And then, but when you have family, I feel like, I don't know, maybe just me personally, I have a hard time cutting family off. Yeah. I cut the lid off, but my family, and I, I know I have a few toxic family relationships, but it's like, ultimately, in the end, I'd be like, but we family, though, you know? Mm-hmm. I still got to work out for you, but I have learned how to start to love people from a distance. Yeah. When it comes to a little bit of family. Well, I think with me, uh, especially living, you know, away from a lot of family members, like loving people from a distance is kind of, you know, the first step for me. And then if I want to pursue a deeper relationship with you, I go from there. But, you know, romantic relationships and family relationships, I think toxic habits and 
and traits they can be i i don't know like i could be you know just having a, a loud and wrong opinion but i think that some things can be worked through and a lot of times one of the biggest problems that people have is that they don't communicate and i've been harping on that a lot more lately like just communicate like tell people what you think and feel and typically you'll be okay you know and that just makes everything so much better and how you can continue to communicate better going forward um but you know you need to get cut off if you are abusing people you know in any any type of way and if you aren't letting people live their life you know and just let them be happy and and experience life the way they want to as long as they're not hurting anybody not hurting themselves not stealing from you you know like you don't have to love the way that everybody moves you know and you you don't have to you also don't have to question you know the way that everybody moves too like so i think that as, as long as there's no type of abuse going on you know you can work through some toxic traits that you have with people and a lot of times it can just start with being trusting and communicating better <laughs> i mean that's that's bare minimum, you know, but it's it probably goes a long way. I agree. All right, guys. So that's that toxic uh, topic. <laughs> <laughs> the toxic topic. So I feel like that deserves a, a part two or a, a revisitation somewhere down the line because there's so yeah. many aspects of it that, you know, you just can't get into all at once, but. We'll definitely want to move it along and get into our hey girl hey. <laughs> okay, so um this is a little delayed because we haven't, you know, we haven't been recording this month like that. But I cannot, you know, let the episode go by without talking about how my fave, my new fave, Megan the Stallion. Came out with a mixtape, Fever, on my birthday. Like, <laughs> dropped it like a present on me. Um, it's amazing. She's got the baby and Juicy J featured on there. She sounds like she should be a part of 3-6 Mafia. You know, like, she just is um a product of gangsta boo and lachette's you know wonderful female rap lyricism um and she's actually pretty she's naturally pretty she's, she's a pretty girl she's so and cute i think her body is actually real too yes yes girl that's real um so yeah she's awesome the music is awesome um i i love several lines and lyrics um i'll be singing it all summer um and i plan on having a hot girl summer because megan told me to so <laughs> shout out to megan stallion and then also ari lennox dropped shea butter baby and oh, that is my favorite if she comes to chicago <laughs> i don't care how fat i am i need to go see her yes because she is i love i love that album like i can listen I do like the Maggie Stallion. Don't get me, don't get twisted, because her and that baby song, the little, the little baby, whatever his name is, that's my jam. <laughs> but, um, but that, you know, I'm, I'm real into the R&B stuff and mm-hmm. you know, soul and shit like that. And I, did you see her boyfriend? No. Girl, okay. 
So, <laughs> you know, I follow her on Instagram now. So, um, I think that was her boyfriend. She had this, um, she put up this little clip or whatever, and she was like, just googly-eyed with this dude on, I think on her little tour bus or wherever she was. And, and he was just this regular old smuggler, like, not cute dude. But you like how when you, you know, when you look at, because I think she's such a pretty girl. Yeah. She got a little shape. And I love her voice. So, um, and I didn't realize she was a little thick either. I know, girl. I seen that the other day. I'm like, oh, look at them thighs. <laughs> yeah, like, she, she a little thick. And I was like, oh, okay. But when I seen her, I was like, that's her boyfriend. And I was like, you know what? She is still a woman. And she's still a regular person. And I mean, I probably treat her like the best thing smoking. So I was like, don't judge. But I definitely look. So I was for a second, like, really? That's what she went. But I'm sorry. I can't know that. But I do. That album is, I love that album. Yes. It's my fave right now. So, yes, between those two, those are those are my tracks. Um, oh, no, you forgot about um Lizzo. Girl, Lizzo album good, too. Okay, I know I'm bullshitting. I need to get on the Lizzo. I'm late. Yes. And you know what's so funny? Did you watch her on the breakfast? Did you see her interview on the breakfast club? No. So I I somehow I stumbled across because you know I sent you that that one song. I stumbled across her, and I'd heard that one. That one's good. Yeah, that's I love that song. Even though I ain't even big at all, I'll be like, I'm a thick bitch. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need tempo. You know, I'll be like, fuck it up to the tempo. I'm like, yeah, girl. <laughs> I'm skinny as shit. I'm the skinny girl that she's talking about. <laughs> but I stumbled across her, but I saw her um her interview on the Breakfast Club and it just made me love her even more. And I was like, I really, really fucks with her. Like, I like her a lot. Like she's so cool. I've seen her interviews and stuff, like just random stuff on the internet, and I'm like, yeah, she's she's cool. I like her energy. I like her confidence. I like her stage presence. So I need to stop bullshitting. And she can really sing. Like she can really sing. She can really oh. glow. And she's one of those big girls that's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, all big girls are ugly and like that, but she's <laughs> so pretty. And I love her confidence. And I love like when I listen to her her um interview and stuff, you know, it's nice to hear Another woman said, I had to learn to love myself. You know, I had to mm-hmm. figure this out. And she's like, this album was what helped me, you know, figure out how to love me. I, she, she's like, I'm going to marry me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, bitch, I'm with you on that. Because I feel like I'm at that stage. I'm mm-hmm. in that. That's the season I'm in. Mm-hmm. Learning to love myself, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I, I really like her. Okay, yeah. I'm going to have to tune in. Listen to Lizzo. Stop playing. Um, also, um, you know, Baby on Baby has been out a while, but I feel like the baby is definitely, he's on the rise. So I've been listening to his fast rapping, like hop on the beat real quick ass. Um, and let me tell you what, homecoming in the gym. Now, I'm not going to pretend like I'll be in the gym all the time, but I did go to the gym last night and... I put that homecoming on and it was like, wow, the stamina, the energy, <laughs> the metabolism <laughs> that comes along with the album. 
I was like, oh, I can stay in here a little longer. Okay, like, let me find something else to do. Like, that that damn Beyonce homecoming, it will forever be inspirational and, and motivational. So, it just won't stop. But, yeah, um, I know there's more to come this summer. Uh, hopefully, Kendrick Lamar will give us some new, new music. I've, I've heard that. What about that? You didn't um, listen to that DJ Khaled? That DJ Khaled was kind of hitting. You know, it was so-so. Like, I did like some of the songs. Of course, I like the song with Nipsey and John Legend. Um, I do. I like Wish Wish. I feel like that's going to be a nice little bop to throw in rotation. But I feel like, ultimately, he really tried it by putting um, Top Off and... What is it? You're the one or I'm the one? Like, he put two old ass songs on there. And it's like, DJ Khaled, I promise these was already on a different album. Right, okay. Makes sense. But ultimately, you know, I'm never, you know, honestly, I never like just turn the DJ Khaled on and let it ride. I never like all of them damn features he has. I, <laughs> I like maybe. 60% of it or have a couple of you know songs that are really big hits that I like but I never can let that shit just ride so I need to go and find the songs I like and download and also that schoolboy Q that, that schoolboy Q, Q. I, got, too. I got that water I got that water <laughs> hey yes yes well, I was thinking chopsticks chop chop chopsticks that's my jam I can't get that out of my head yes um there's a couple of songs you're right the schoolboy Q that one. that one is I was like oh and I've never really been a schoolboy Q like then like I'm like I ain't about to listen to this album but I was like you know what I'm at work I ain't got nothing else to do uh-huh I'm listening to it and then I started I started hitting the heart like oh Oh, especially that one with him and um, Black. Oh, that is my jam. Dang. Okay, let me go ahead and look, look this up right now because I'm trying to think of the uh, Floating. That's the other song I like. What? Floating. Floating. Okay. I like Chopsticks. I love Drunk. That's the one with uh, uh, Black. Girl, that is my jam. Drunk and Lies. Those, those are my... Yeah, that floating with 21 Savage, that's the one that I like. But, okay, yes, the crash talk. I'm, I'm going to get into it officially because like, I've liked everything that I've heard so far. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so new tunes, of course, new tunes. So, okay, so did you hear um, about Cardi B saying that she's missed money going on tour because she's been getting plastic surgery and... She's a celebrity, and it's a 24-hour job, so she doesn't have time to work out. I didn't hear, but um, I, I did hear about the fact that she had to take time off because she had to heal or whatever, and I just hope that she don't do too much, you know what I'm saying? Because she's a pretty girl. She has a nice body. Just don't do too much, you know? Like, I understand you got the money now. Mm-hmm. But I just hope she don't take it too far, you know? Well, I feel like, you know, I don't know if I've expressed it, like, on a previous episode, but I know I've talked to you about it before. Like, I just, my pet peeve with Cardi B is her feeling like she has to explain or excuse away her life. Now, on one hand, I feel like any individual doesn't have to say I don't have time to work out as their reason to 
get plastic surgery. But for Cardi especially, it's like you actually low-key sound kind of dumb saying that because being a 24-hour celebrity, as she puts it, affords you anything you want, including personal trainers, nannies, chefs, um, access to whatever gym you want to go to, access to whatever kind of workout you'd be interested in. So if you wanted to work out, then you would work out. You don't want to, no matter what you've got going on, because you have the money and the access, you may not feel like you have the time, but you rant and rave on Instagram for 20 minutes on the live. That's that's enough time for you to have run back, run to down to the gym. You, you know, so and this and she can do whatever she wants. Right. So I'm not saying she can't do that or it's wrong, but the choices that you make day in and day out. That's why you are getting plastic surgery. It's not because you don't have the time because you're a celebrity, because everybody else has shown us that it's the exact opposite. If you want to work out and you're a celebrity, you will have the time. And you probably, and if you have the money, you're going to have whatever you want. And even then, I don't get it because even the, the best looking girls out here, you know, the Keisha K. Ors of the world that where they waist trainers faithfully and work out every day and show you that they're working out, they probably still have some work done, but they know you got to work. Right. But you got to work out to maintain it. Like, even if it don't come back overnight, you can get work done and eventually wind up looking exactly how you looked 18 months ago. So even if you claiming that, oh, I'm doing this so that I don't because I don't have time to do that. It's like it sounds like you're going to keep missing money because you always going to have to schedule some time for you to go get some more work done because you haven't done anything to maintain your work in between. Also, too, to add to that. She, since she wants to explain and be an advocate for plastic surgery, you also need to be an advocate for, you know, um, for telling these young ladies and these women, giving them the best advice. Not only letting them know who the good doctors are, but also let these women know that, because I think a lot of people, they, they go and they save up this little $6,000 or $10,000 and they go to the DR and they go to get this stuff done. But they don't think about the fact that you have to upkeep these things. Mm-hmm. You gonna get your titties done. You have to. You're gonna have to have a surgery again six to seven years later. You you cannot just be like, oh, I got my titties done and here they are, and, and then it stays like that for life. Right. No, there's certain things that when you get these surgeries, you have to. You have to go back to the doctor. You have to have upkeep. Right. And <laughs> um, just like when all these people going to get the veneers. First of all, y'all do that's why y'all shaving your teeth down. So, and that's the other thing too that I think people don't realize, especially the normal average person, when you shave your teeth down and you get those little caps and stuff put over your teeth, those only last for five to seven years. So, do you have another 10 grand to go and get your teeth redone? You have to keep it up. Right. So, that's the other thing that I think, you know, and I hate that women, you know, especially us as black women, now, you know, we feel like we have to keep up with the, the new age body that we've been born with, you know, but, right, you know, you got to go and get this fake butt and all this other stuff, but that's just sex, you have to keep it up, 
it's not a one-time fix deal. Exactly. And if it ain't done right the first time, then you are basically screwed because you're going to be course correcting for the rest of your life. So exactly. I'm, I just like, I'm like, girl, first of all, you don't have to tell everybody everything because there, plenty of our faves have gotten something done, whether it's small or significant, and we don't have to know nothing about it. Well, I feel like I do appreciate the fact that she's honest about it. Fair. One of the things that I did not like, like when Black Charlotte had that baby dream, mm -hmm. she was, she was first of all, she went and had surgery, had lipo and all that other good stuff. And then soon as she healed, now she's making videos of her being in the gym, snatched and all this other stuff. So you lying to women. Right. Tell you working out and drinking this black tummy tea and this race trying to help you get like this, you're lying when you really sat on the operating table and Rob put her ass out on that. Yeah. So I feel like I appreciate Cardi B being honest about it, but I feel like if you're going to be an advocate of it, also give the backup facts. You have the money to keep up and go back and keep up with the upkeep of it. But other women don't. And a lot of these um, women, they think it's a one-time thing, and it's not. Because please believe, I've already thought about, like, <laughs> if I have this baby, I'm going to be a mommy, you know, <laughs> redo thing, you know, get it going. But it's not, that's not going to be, that's not going to be for me because I'm not going to be able to upkeep that. Right. You know, I'm not going to be able to keep doing that. I, I, it's just so, I got to figure out how to work out and love my body the way it is. And I'm about to have two little girls, so I got to, especially, and I know if I ain't going to be skinny, so I got to show her how to love herself the way I love myself, because especially with everybody now glorifying the thick girls, the big booty, and I ain't got none of that. <laughs> well, and, so, and, and mind you, it's only in certain proportions, okay, because I feel like I've lived the thick girl life my whole life and still never quite met the qualifications that they looking for or that's acceptable these days. But I definitely think you're right. Like it is good that Cardi's being honest. I think my frustration with her again is that she can't be honest without feeling like she has to defend and justify what she's doing. Like you don't necessarily, you don't owe us a reason why you got it. Just be happy with the decisions that you make for yourself. And to your point, tell us how to do it safely. Tell us who's the best doctors. Tell us, you know, how your recovery is going, whatever it is. If you don't want to give all of that detail, then, you know, you can subtly admit it and be like, hey, this is how I'm keeping it tight. But to, the, but to say, oh, I got work done and I miss tour money because I'm a celebrity and I don't have time to work out. Like, mm, that all doesn't mesh. That don't that don't match. So you know, you know who I think who did really well with that was K Michelle. You know, she she talked about it. she was like yeah. I was insecure, so I wanted a big booty. She's like I thought I was gonna get this big booty and I was gonna be happy. I was gonna have all these men, and she did. She got a big ass. She got all these men, but none of them still didn't take her seriously. Yeah, none of them stayed with her. They fucked her, of mm. course. And then. 
Now she was having health issues. Right. You, this little bitty body frame woman, and you got all this ass, and then guess what? Her knees was hurting. Mm-hmm. She couldn't, you ain't got the legs to sustain that ass. <laughs> That's why I can't stand people who be walking around here with that ant booty. Like, you're <laughs> crazy. And she showed her, her journey on, if you watch, you know, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She talked about how she was sick. How it was, you know, she had to, you know, get the stuff, you know, taken out, yep. had to heal all over again. And I think she was a good one to watch because she was definitely one that was like, this is why I did it. This is what I'm going to do it for. And then she also showed you, well, this is what happened afterwards. And this is how I had to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I do it. Right. And it wasn't no fake workout shit in between. <laughs> like, right. And it wasn't, she also wasn't claiming I did it. To avoid working out, you know, and that, and I think, yeah, that's again kind of like where it's like, come on. But I feel like Kay Michelle did it like what most women do it for, for the niggas. You're doing it for <laughs> male attention. And you got that male attention, and majority of the time, most women, well, I'm not gonna knock the woman that, you know, that has those bodies or whatever, but a lot of them, when they get it, they flaunt it mm-hmm. and they get the attention that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Child, let me see. Okay, so okay, last but certainly not least on the Hey Girl Hey. So there is a new spinoff series coming this summer. Um, you have seen and loved Love After Lockup. Now get ready for Life After Lockup. So they are doing a spinoff show, girl, with basically. The Love After Lockup All-Stars, okay? Your faves are coming back, and they're showing what life has been like on the outside. So it's Marcelino and Brittany. Um, yes, girl. Um, Scott and Lizzie are on there somehow, and I'm like, um, I thought they were broken up, so how are we going? How are we back here? But I guess they said we can't let this bag slip away quite yet. Yeah. Um, goddamn crackheads in love. Uh, goddess and Clint are on there, and she talks about that crack boy. That crack was no, it was not nice to her. But but she's still out, and and they gonna be on there. And then um, girl, goddamn Megan, Sarah, and Michael gonna be on there. Now, right? Huh. You know I'm in there. I'm in there. Yes. Now it pissed me off because this little sneak preview on YouTube is about ten minutes long. And you ain't tell me that part. I'll know. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. So, (laughs) girl, they pissed me off because I thought that Megan would have moved on with her life, and she has not. And I'm just like, wow, girl, like you really willing to continue to talk to this man after knowing all it is. And let me tell you what, that hair ain't looking no better than neither. And I'm pissed about it. I'm like, you didn't watch them wigs slip off your goddamn head last season and think maybe I need a new style. Girl. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, I'm, I'll be mad at the hair too. But girl, I don't know why you mad she's still talking to him. I knew that was going to happen. She literally, mm. she's one of those women that I feel like she thinking it's probably nobody better, you know. And she she saved her, but girl, bitches that be virgins. 
Oh, I yeah. Niggas don't be wanting to fuck virgins. I wouldn't want to fuck a virgin either if I was a nigga. Because you're going to be clingy as shit. Oh, I forgot about that. Damn, I forgot about that. Oh, my God. People, you waited and you held it out for so long, girl. Oh. She oh. wasn't letting that dick go. <sighs> well. And the part is, she don't even know if that's the best dick ever or not. She just that's the only one she done had. And that's the messed up part. Like, girl, you better quit playing. You better get in these streets. <laughs> that nigga probably rapping shit. And you don't even know. It probably got a little penis and everything, girl. <laughs> and you know, white women just think that black men got big dicks anyway. And they don't. That's why he had a white girl. And that white girl just stuck. That's, that's why he got. Huh? Say that again. I said, that's why she's stuck. She better go out there and figure out life. Yeah. You're probably right. He got a white girl and a virgin. He probably not working with much. I'm just saying. (laughs) Not gonna lie though. Real niggas sometimes do be having big dicks though. But just because you have a big (laughs) one don't mean you know how to use it. Right. Right. Whatever's going on, we we might not ever know because to your point, she got a virgin perspective. She don't know what what to know. So, but... Take a couple tries. What? Take a couple tries. (laughs) Now, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they are saving a surprise for us. And no, they are. They're putting... um, Mormon Andrea and and her um cripping ass boyfriend on there too. Um and they oh, the front of the first season. The front of first season, yes. And they oh. go on to Utah and he is not trying to stay in Utah. And she's trying to convince him to stay there, I believe. But but yeah, so those are the couples for Life After Lockup season one. Bitch, I am tuned in, okay? <laughs> Go ahead, you can say thank you because I got you on there. I told you I was like the second season is kidding. I was like the second season, you gotta watch. Oh girl, no, I was already. I was I was on the love after lockup season one. Mormon Andrea and them bad wigs that she had on, them sewing she was getting from the white girl. Girl, girl. Horrible. Horrible. Oh, but you know what we didn't talk about? What? We didn't talk about um. That, that nigga got beat up by uh that rapper in the Louis store. The baby beating that dude up. Oh yeah, that's his name. Yeah, it was the baby. <laughs> Sounded old right there. <laughs> that's his name. <laughs> Girl, yes, the baby, baby on baby. Uh, First of all, why was that so funny to me? Like, why <laughs> when he was just laying out, his ass was just hanging out his pants. I was like, "Well, tell the whole story," because I don't know if I really know it. Oh, you did okay. So, dude was like trolling. So they were in the Louis store, and the dude was uh, recording himself, and he was talking shit to the baby. Yeah, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he was talking shit to to the baby. But recording himself like, yeah, this nigga ain't shit, da 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 something. And then he was like square up or some shit. And then he was still trying to fight this man while trying to record it. What? And then the next thing you know, he I think he swung on him, but kind of missed the web or so the baby just went in <laughs> and the phone dropped. And <laughs> the next thing you know, the baby pick up the phone and he was like, 
This nigga, you fucking with me? This look, look at, and this nigga was getting up off the floor, nose bloody, pants, ass hanging out. I was like, okay, that's what you get. That's what you get. Okay, I did see that ending part. I'm like, huh? I was saying I did see the ending part, and I'm just like, what did he do to make that nigga so mad? <laughs> yeah, he was trolling him, and then he was like trying to. You know, and then he like tried to fight him, and then the next or uh, couple hours later, now he on his live like, I still look good. I'm still going to club. It took two of y'all to jump me in. I was, I was like, and I'm just like, bye, my like, <laughs> wow. And then on the shade room, I want to say it was like yesterday or something. The baby was at a concert. And some girl or guy, something was trying to go in his jean pockets. And he was like, dude, stop. You know, like, I'll fuck you up. And he, his hand looked like it was already wrapped up. He was like, I'll fuck you up. And I was like, I was like, why did, they, why did you just leave this man alone? Like, why do they keep testing him? And clearly, he don't get no fucks who you are. I'm going to fuck you up. Probably because he little, little. And they think they can try, you know, a short guy. But... He's obviously letting y'all know he's got these hands, so leave him alone. I mean, yeah, I would think that sometimes the people would just leave the little dudes alone because they do be having that little man syndrome, and that shit be real. Yeah. And they like to fight because of that shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to fight my whole life, you know? <laughs> they can fight all they lives. Ooh, right. Oh my gosh. Well, that is it for the Hey Girl Hey. So, yeah, we can go ahead and wrap this thing up. I think we had, you know, a pretty good week here. So, you guys can find us on Instagram at My Cousin's Keeper Podcast. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And you can also find us on Facebook at My at my cousin's keeper podcast as well is that right for instagram i don't know if that feels right i'll be logging out of my account and then i forget the name i'm trifling y'all i'm sorry (laughs) no that's right my cousin's keeper podcast check us out follow us um you know obviously we always invite you guys to to comment if you guys have anything that you want to uh, call out around toxic relationships and and what you've experienced or where you draw the line or what toxic traits you might feel like you exhibit or see in other people let us know and definitely well all right guys well here we are. Yeah. Episode sneaks. So have a good night. Yeah. Until next time, I am Jacqueline Renee. And I'm Danielle. All right. Good night. <laughs> good night.